You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Uh, we're back. Thursday pod in studio together. Hello Sport. Edward, Tom, Dior Dave. 2022. Still 2021 technically. Um, until February kicks off, but we're here. In the final weeks of 2021. In the final 20 weeks of 2021. Uh, um, if you don't know what we're talking about, then shame on you. It means you haven't been paying attention. Or perhaps you're new here. If you are new here, welcome. we welcome you. The long and the short of it is, our 2022 starts in February because January is the end of our year. Yeah, January right off. Horizontal season, we are getting back to our feet. And we will be upright Feb 1. Yep. After my birthday. That's it. That's the, uh, what is it? What is 26? No, 29. Close. Yeah. Close. Well, I mean, I knew it was between now and February, so I had only a few days to work with. You may, yeah, exactly. So you've done reasonably well. Yeah. You've done reasonably well. Reasonably well. well. There's a few around there though. And obviously. Is there? Well, there's Australia Day, which we don't celebrate anymore, Invasion Day, all that. But that's the 26th. Harvey's maybe like the 30th or the 31st. Then you're there in there as well. I think Nude Soon is maybe early Feb. He's a he's Feb. He's a Feb guy. Yeah, there's a few in there where I'm just like, you know, days that I'm trying to commit to memory because I want to be a good friend for you. Yeah. But there's a lot going on around there. Like my birthday is June 6th. No, see? See, so now, but close, 10th. So I'm cool with being offended. Or I not was, being offended. I, you were three days out. I was four days out. That's pretty good. I was. I was. I had to go the whole year. I already told you that mine was at the end of the year, end of the month. So did I give you the whole? Did I say what? Did I just not even give you the month then? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's four days in three hundred sixty-five. Pretty is, good. That's very good. I was. I fucked. Yeah, as you said, I fucked it up with, you know, fourteen days to play with. Um, according to Wikipedia here and IMDb, Luke Bracey's birthday is in April twenty-six. That is incorrect. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. Oh, really? It's 100% in February. Okay, it's 100% February. And if I was to throw my sack on the line, it's February 10 or 20. Oh, I have fact, 11. I think, I think it's 20 because maybe my cousin's 10. Can we... I wonder where he is in the world. Should we try and fucking WhatsApp him? See what his birthday is? And then just say, all right, cool, see you, bro. I'll just call him here. Just call him. All right, we'll call Nerd soon quickly just to get confirmation. Oh, I've got the 11th in my head. Don't know why. We'll work it out. The 11th or the 7th or the 9th? Now, he may not answer, which is okay as well, but it would obviously be much better if he did just to help our... Um, don't know what time it is there. Could be anything. I don't even know where he is. He could be in England. He may be. That's the sort of... That's the sort of gallivanting life that he... Like this nomadic life where it's like, oh, he's just in England? Like... If I'm going, like, my, my life's almost marked by the moments you go somewhere. You know what I mean? Oh, that was the year we went to here. Or that was the year, fuck it, he's not answering. That's the year we went to here or went to, you know, that was that time we went on a holiday. Whereas for someone like him, <laughs> life is just a constant travel fucking, you're living out of a suitcase almost all the time. I'll say this, though, about years. <laughs> They don't come to me 
like I would like them to, or like my dad or old timers seem to be able to recall. They're like, re- oh, that was 1936. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no. like, okay, I went, to, I know, okay, it's the last time I went to America. When would that have been, Edward? If I have to think about it, I'm, I'm, I'm going, it's like 2015, 2016. Yeah. Maybe. Was that the time when I was also in America, but we didn't see no, each other? No, I don't think so. Because well, I went in 20, I think I went in that time. 15 or 16. Maybe you went 15, I went 16. Don't know. That's what I'm trying to say, punters and dribblers. I don't know for sure what years your things recall. happened, yes. right? But people seem to be able to. Some, well, some people have a greater, a much better recall on their fucking... But what, what is causing that? Do you think that it's tied to something like the keeping of a journal? A diary? Like my old man used to write in his diary because he was a farmer. I, don't, I think he liked to know that. I don't think that being a farmer means that you keep a fucking diary. He doesn't keep it anymore, but he but did. But that's why he kept it. Like if it rained and shit, he'd like fucking write it down. I don't know if he used to go back and, and read through his diary, but he would be like, oh, the last time we got fucking 30 mils in March was 1987. And I'm like... Oh, right. Like he can dome that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like... What's that about? No, I mean, I guess, yeah, my memories from years is tied to like, oh, yeah, 2014, Mitchell Johnson. Um, 13, 14, forgive yes. me. Uh, you know, 10, 11, series we don't talk about. What? No, I think that was called off. It was called off that series. Uh, Except 18, for Siddle's hat-trick of the Gabba. That was and then the after only, that, it's after that, they went, they shut it down. Was it yeah. 18, 19 or 19, 18, 19, 4 nil. Like, for example... The 2019 Ashes was a fucking absolute ripper. It wasn't until I watched back the Ashes series on Fox that I remembered 90% anything. of what happened. 90%. 2011. Manly win the comp. 2013. Manly, Manly win the comp. Manly win the comp. The history books say something different, but we show those that know, that. know. No, those that know, know. Those that know, know. Um, but yeah, look, I'm with you on the sort of the recall of the years. My memory generally not that good, but certainly you struggle. I feel like sort of recent memory is harder to, to remember sometimes. You know, like, or maybe you need to be further away from it so that, you're, that you have a feeling of it and then your brain just fills in the rest. For example, old people get to a certain age, especially men in my experience, generalizing obviously, mm. and I may have talked about this before, where they just like, they can fucking rail off yarn after yarn after yarn and they're quite detailed. But usually, but maybe the reality is then that the yarn itself, more mayo than well, they'd want maybe you to it's all, maybe, maybe it's all mayo. And more mayo than they, they even remember. A beat. They're just banging yeah. this shit out. Yeah. I'm like, are you just, is your mind just drawing on, on shit in the past? Like you're dreaming in front of me? Well, I think you'd maybe, as it is, you refine the yarn, you fill in the gaps, you add like a, like a stand-up routine where it's like constantly improving as you're like getting the feedback from the crowd and you go, okay, well, maybe that works a bit more. It's like working out a set before you then, you think you've got the set pretty dialed in and now have, this is the story you tell. For have you got life. a story that you tell? Me? Yeah. Well, maybe that jackhammer one on Kempe's. That's one of them. You've but told that quite I've a told few that, times. I've told that a fuckload yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Told it here and now on Kempi yesterday. And the like, red and the red jeans. The red jeans. Which is like a spin-off. It's, it's, it's like a second season. Well, of, it's a second season. Did you like that one? Yeah. Well, I've got another one. Which was actually a prequel. 
the Red Jeans is a prequel it to the main It is a prequel, thing, but you but don't generally lead in with it. No, you don't. You start with Jackhammer and then go, oh, I've actually got this other one that, you, that you'd like. <laughs> but there's not really, to my memory, obviously I think as in reference to like the old guy yarn where like they probably don't even realise the mayo they've put on it. This thing at least I know only happened like two years ago, so I know there's no mayo on this thing. Uh, but by the time I'm 80... Oh, it's going to be mayo all I might have jackhammered a toe up. off by the time I'm 80. Yeah. I think that might be... I've got a few though. I reckon I've got a few, but like the, that one is one. Well, that I mean, comes I think we've mind. all got stories. I can't yeah. think of what mine are. I'd Off have the them. top, yeah, but you know you'd have them. I've Your got Easter them. Bunny, Easter Bunny story. That's an absolute ripper. Yeah, I roll that out from. You time now to have time. the Bandicoot yarn. Got a Bandicoot yarn. I haven't rolled that out yet. Too close. Yeah, it's too close. But that yarn will come up again. A hundred percent, it will, and it's going to get better and better. Yeah. It's going to get better and better and yeah. better. Like I can I can mayo the fuck out of that yeah. thing. Like Ella was kissing it and like stroking. Yeah, exactly, it and exactly. Yeah, had yeah. it held tight to her bosom. She was, you guys were crying in the car and then realized it was just a fucking bush rat. Like. But the story is also uh, it's outrageous enough now that I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to need to put mayo on it for five, ten years. You you may never need to put mayo on it. I think though it's about your mind losing. It, it, like your mind's grip on the past weakening and yes. so just by necessity you start to fucking unintentionally and change I'm, a little bit i can tell already just how i am as a person and the way that i do tell stories that's already i i feel the need sometimes to add a little bit of mayo you skew mayo i skew mayo so do i i'm happy to put my hand up and, and acknowledge that i skew mayo and and is it 100 percent true not necessarily but it's close enough too that a squeeze of mayo for an extra couple of giggles yeah. is usually worth it. Ella's, Ella hates it. She's like, that's not what happened. And I'm like, yeah, but that's your version of it, darling. <laughs> my version, my recalling. Yeah. Because we're just committed. It's just, it's just, it's a memory off right now. It's he said, <laughs> he said, she said. And I, I say. I remember it. I remember it this way. But now, I, I also think though, like when it comes to the uh, addition of mayo to a yarn, I think it depends on the, um, I guess, the the type of yarn you're spinning. If this is just a yarn for a giggle, you know, teach yourself to jackhammer. Oh, you accidentally also jackhammered your toe off. Or bandicoot. We were crying about the bandicoot and then we realised it was a bush rat. Like that is innocent mayo, innocent application of mayo where the there is no loser, there's only winners because yes. the yarn becomes funnier and tastier. Yes. Whereas if you are a buzzer off field and you're putting mayo on yarns about like people's lives and shit. Well, that's a completely different story. That's and an inappropriate application of mayo or at least too much mayo. I understand that. And I feel like you're putting that in there just so that we're clear with the punter and the dribbler. But also if you didn't get that, then you need to fucking sharpen up. Because mayo yes. only applied and should be applied liberally. Is that the right term? Well, liberally is a lot. Yeah. To... To fun yarn. To fun yarn. Yeah. Not 100%. to... Not like, to... Don't go out there and start making shit up. I've known people in my past, I'm not going to get into who they are. No, don't they, just tell lies. Where they like, it's it's 90% lie. That's, that's not mayo, that's just like, lies. Like, okay, well you can have too much mayo on a sandwich, can't you? Mm. Like... I like mayo on a sandwich like the, as much as the next guy, Tom. QP, I like mayo. Shout out to QP Mayo. QP Mayo, dude. QP Mayo doing the damn thing. QP Mayo, king of the king of the, king mayo, of the mayo world right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if QP Mayo is going to fall by the wayside like other great condiments have in the past. QP Mayo right now currently holding all the belts. It's holding all the belts. It's undisputed. It's undisputed. And 
long may it rain. Yeah. But too much – you can have too much QP mayo on a sale. On a salad. Well, the reason, on a sandwich. the reason that you know that you can is because when you do have QP mayo, do you empty the bottle? No. No. no you, you have don't. a little bit. No, you have a little bit. Why is there a lid on there so it all doesn't fall out? So that you can control your dose of mayo. Read the back of it. It'll probably say there's like 60 servings or something in yeah. there. Now, you could halve that and still get away with it. Of course but, you could. But you can't put the whole fucking thing on. It's like a sandwich that's got way too much dressing. Too much mayo is a lie. Yes. Now, what does that threshold look like? Dave, make a note. This will be a whiteboard session. This will be a whiteboard session. When does, when does too much mayo become a lie? What is the mayo threshold? What's the mayo threshold? What is the mayo threshold? The mayo scale. The mayo scale, the mayo threshold. At what point? Like, at this point, it's too dry. Yeah. And the yarn will fall flat. The yarn will, not, the yarn will go nowhere. Yes. And so... At a certain point, too much mayo has been applied and the yarn is lost. Yeah. Because the listener recognises that the, this, this is a porky is, pie. Yeah. Now. It's a fucking we're delicate to, balance. It's a delicate balance. Tom and I are going to have to get into the lab, thrash that one yeah, out. Yeah, we will. But that's coming soon. That is. Lot, lots coming in 2022. Um, we won't reveal any of it now, but know that there's a lot of plans in place, things to, uh, you know, I believe... The Daft Punk song. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Great song. That's the plan uh, in 2022. So there's a lot going on, which we can get to at some point. But whiteboard sessions, blackboard sessions. Chalkboard sessions. Chalkboard sessions, university lectures. Just dropping some breadcrumbs. Et al, et al, et al, et al. al. There'll be some shit coming. Uh, Anyway. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the Dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing as we explained last week we are currently uh taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected which we fucking love you all for we are taking pre-orders it'll be back in stock later this month and if you are a subscriber you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about begoodhealth.com.au code dribbler for 20 percent off we love you punters and dribblers the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here and that is neds neds baby neds that's it number one in australia in our opinion nay the world nay the universe Nay, the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some I liked it. Now, 
You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at halosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop. Bang, rosé on there, code manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler. And we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Eddie, yesterday you and I were on uh, the Dirty Merger podcast with you, I, and Kempi. And as we mentioned, I was telling the Jack Hammer story for the 400th time. Um... Some dribbler heard that and they work for a labor co- a company, a labor hire company, mm. or they work for a company that in, uses labor laborers. And so this dribbler has gone into their database knowing that I was a laborer once fucking a couple of years ago and has searched my name and was like, oh yeah, Tom Birmingham came up and has called my phone. He called you. Called me. So I had a missed call and I was like, and it was from a number I didn't know. And so I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just call it back. Like, I hate when you don't know him, but who knows who it is. So I call it back. <coughs> this guy answers and I'm like, oh, hey, it's, uh, it's Tom Birmingham here. I had a missed call. And he's like, oh, no, sorry, man. It must have been a pocket dial. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, like a, a wrong number. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, all good, man. No worries. And he goes, oh, I love the podcast, by the way. And I go, wait, what? I go, he goes, he goes, oh, wait, is this, this is Tom from Hello Sport. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, I love the podcast. And I'm like, oh, thanks, dude. I'm like, so you, did you just accidentally call me and just happen to know the podcast? I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, no, like, I, um, I looked you up on the database at work. So you said you're a labourer and, like, a Tom Birmingham came up. And so I just thought, fuck it. I was like, right, okay, that's odd. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, I love the party. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. All right, cool. Hope you don't send my number around to anyone. But it was just a weird. I was like, okay, it's, that's that, a weird. It's a weird one. But yeah. you know what? It wasn't. A, it was nothing malicious. No, about it. nothing no. malicious. He's, he's got. Ex, he's found you. He's got excited. <laughs> he's like, he's gone on. He's running on instinct. This yeah, prick. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. That's some serious Dior. Well, you know what's funny about it, Tom? If I could walk it out a little further. Mm. There are so many fucking labor hire companies and so many building companies in Sydney, in Sydney that the chances that your that the company he works for had your name and number in it when you worked f- so few days. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's it's not like you were a fucking five year veteran of the game. No, and you worked everywhere. No, I uh, and but so maybe it was meant to. It be. It was meant to be, and I'm happy with that. Do I, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I didn't have any like. It, there was no part of me that was like, oh, what the fuck. I was just more like, oh, this is bizarre. But I don't know that I... Because he said the name of the company, so I'm like, I know the labour hire company I worked for, which was not the company he said, so I'm assuming that maybe I'm just a labourer that was once on the books of the company he works for. Well, did you have to sign in? Probably. Yeah, well, that's it. 
So they would keep a record when of, you go to the site. Right. Your name, your number. He's signing at this date so they can verify your hours. Yeah, when you get yeah, right, and right, then, right, right, right. Well, there you go. There you go. So I thought that was uh, – well, that was that happened to me yesterday. It was bizarre. Very bizarre. Shout Highly out to – I won't say – I can't even remember his name, to be honest. I think it might have been a name that sounds like Michael. But anyway, shout out to Mick. You. Mick, thanks for doing that. Mitchell. Going and finding me number. Um, anyway, Eddie – Anyway, I've also – did I tell you that I was going to get an exercise bike? You told me that you were going to get an assault bike. Yes, well, an Echo Rogue 1 bike or something like that. Is that an assault bike? Rogue Echo. Well, it is. It's the same family. But I was – after we spoke about assault bikes on the show, Yes. as is the case when we talk about things with which we do not know, which is 98% of things – Possibly, possibly higher. Possibly higher, give or take. They were like, don't get an assault bike. Get a Rogue. Who is they? Drew Bliss who exercise. Right, okay. They were like, get a Rogue Echo bike. And I was like, okay. Um, they was, it's cheaper. And it, oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just, Dave's just got up here. A wind guard would actually be worth the extra money because it's a bit annoying. Um should have got all of the add-ons. Fuck, I'm an idiot. You didn't get any of that? I just got the Echo bike. You didn't no. get a bottle cage? No. Where are you going to put your bottle? I mean, you can literally sit it next to you on a What about your phone? Day. Where are you going to put your phone? Don't need a distraction while you're on the fucking Rogue Echo. What if you just like want to change a song so you can fucking pound away? There is that. Look, there are add-ons there. That's 10 bucks. It'll change your life. I sh- Honestly, looking at it now... When you I build just, that thing, you're going to go, I should have somewhere for my phone here so I can yeah. change the music. Well, that's I've already built it. That's it. So it, it arrived. I went and picked it up. Oh, you built it? So I went and picked it up Tuesday from Campbelltown, Rogue fucking HQ. Oh, you went down there? Now, I went down there. I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but I thought it'd be able to fit in the car, just in the boot. Just in the boot of the car. Couldn't? Bro, I have two baby seats, so I can't lay the seats down. Uh, so, like, I just thought, no, it should be all right. And then I get there and I see it and I'm like, of course I wasn't going to be able to fit this fucking thing in my car. Like, what is wrong with me? I do, I'm just an idiot sometimes, a lot of the times. And the chick's like, well, if you took the baby seats out, you can, I reckon you could fit it in. I'm like, oh, thank you. Um, so, had to take, I was going to just go, or it was like sh- uh, shipping. 200 bucks i was like fuck this shit i've driven out to campbelltown but anyway i've uh they, they said the the dribblers were like don't go the assault bike go the rogue echo because assault bikes are on bike chains that mm-hmm. need fucking constant maintenance mm-hmm. these are on like some sort of band system yep that basically doesn't even need fucking servicing yeah you're right because those assault bikes were at least when i was at the gym and i was using them some moons ago, mm. the, they would break a lot. Yes. They were like these. And like I went and started, I went and again, I don't really do a lot of Dioring, but I went and sort of was looking at reviews online and like what, comparing the, the assault to the Rogue and they were just like. 4.9 out of 5. Yeah. From 3,673 3, reviews. That's as high as you're ever going to get. It's as close to perfect as you can get. I'm calling it perfect. Yeah. Because there's already there's always going to be some dickhead who... Who had a bad experience. Well, who wants to skew the fucking... He sees a great rating on not the rise. Very, not for the person <laughs> to challenge. If you're not above 5'3", 
Who the fuck isn't above 5'3"? <laughs> Shorty hey. J. Shout out to my short kings out there. Are you 5'3"? I'm taller than 5'3". Jesus, three. I was going to say, Dave, isn't that I'm like... I'm exactly 5' <laughs> tall and feel like my money was completely wasted. Look. You're 5' I would dude. say this. <laughs> I would say this. If you are 5' tall, surely there are things that don't work for you. That you need, like... Yeah, like, you know what, dude? You're not going to play in the NBA. There are just... There's rea- there's, there, are, there are physical limitations to what a five-foot person is going to be able to do. You might not be able to reach everything in the fucking store. Like, in a Woolworths, need, like... Like, is that, is that tall enough to drive a car? I think so, but you wouldn't... How tall is five I, foot? It's small, dude. I tell you what, there'd be rides at the Easter show that you wouldn't be allowed on. Like, yeah, you go to Wet n' Wild and not all the rides are for you. No. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but, but safety first. We don't want you flying out of a fucking seat on a roller coaster. You're too small. You're too small. We don't want to get the wind to get under one of these fucking... Things and you just take off. Or like the wind to get caught in your bloody your hoodie and yeah. you get like sucked a leaf. Off, yeah. <laughs> sucked off, yeah. Sucked off. So, look, I'm not going to read that. No. But walk me through it. Have you given it a fucking test? I took it for a whirl yesterday. You did? I did. How far did you whirl her? I went 20 minutes. So that's like, you can hit like interval training and all the different sort of shit. Because it's the one. So it's not a bike. It's like the arms as well. It's like an assault bike. Yeah. But it's not. For those just who are listening, you pedal and you swing your arms. But I had to set this whole fucking thing up, which was not difficult, but it's just, I feel like it's almost. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. They're very heavy. Uh, No, I took it for a whirl yesterday though. Very good. Very good. I was, I was, it wrecked me, which is what I want. I want to be able to get wrecked at home. That's sort of been the thing where it's like, when you're trying to find motivation to exercise, especially after silly season, the idea of leaving the house and going for a run, like if you only have 20 minutes, going for a run isn't, I'm not going for a 20 minute run. No. And you can't, and by the time you get to the gym, it's time to it's leave. It's time to go home again. So having this thing has actually been, I mean, again, I've done it once, but I'm like, I, I remember my old man had a, like a gym that was sat out the back of the house and collected dust. One of those like ones where you Total can, gyms where yeah, you've got yeah, like the yeah, arm yeah, things yeah, and yeah, the like yeah, yeah, yeah. all that shit. No one uses them. We used to have one that sat in the office unused for what seemed like millennia. Yes. And they just collect dust and spiderwebs and shit. And it's like, it's a dusty reminder of your own failure. Or, you know, that might be too extreme, but you know My mum I mean, bought one of those like... Ab swings? Ab swing pro. I would see those and be like, I'm dude. I'm like, you're not going to use that, Ma. <laughs> but they sell them so well, oh, dude. Oh, they sell them. God, they sell they them. They sell the shit out of them. I remember seeing them like when I was getting going, like, dude, who wouldn't buy an ab swing pro? I'm only 12, so I can't afford one myself. Dude, me and Ella got home from this wedding on, or maybe, maybe it was after the tennis. Long day, had a fucking, after the tennis, which I'll talk about later, we went out for dinner. Shout out to Benny. Happy birthday. Then went home. It was late. We're tired. Flicking through the channels. Fuck all on. Come across like TVS or something, like one of those sales Mm. shows. There was a straight guy on there selling women's shoes live. And it was the funniest 
fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like there's models out here and he's like explaining them and stuff. And he's like, mm, uh, oh, that olive green's going quickly, isn't it? Uh, we're running out. Oh, uh, really? And if you want to get in, this this olive green is to die for. One of the most beautiful shoes I've ever seen. Oh, God. And like you just see all these shoes going, like selling at 12.30 at night on this random fucking... Are they actually selling? I don't know. But there's a number on the screen and the sizes are disappearing. People will buy anything are we recording on the on the camera dave uh no we're recording in this oh sweet all, sweet, all the sweet. cards are full oh yeah all easy, easy. that's right. all good um i don't like i get being hoodwinked by the infomercial or like like my mum got a what was the one that chuck norris used to do total gym where you're like it's like a pilates bed almost on like the and you've got like um the bands where your arms can move and it's like you're laying on a board. They seem pretty legit. Like, we used to use it sometimes. But they always have the most cut motherfuckers doing it. Well, that's the problem, that's right? That's the wool pull. Yeah, you've got a glistening six-pack on a fucking guy or a girl and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I'd love to look like that. I don't know if that's like, am I getting that all from this or do I also need well, they to make, like... Well, that's the thing. You're not going to get rock hard, shiny abs just sitting on the ab swing pro. No, you need to also be on one of the most stringent diets known to man. You also probably need to go to the gym and go for a run and like, you know, do many other soul things. Yes, shit. yes. The ab swing pro probably a small part of that, but they hoodwink people left, right and center because they trade off something very simple, Tom, which is, oh, there is total gym, Chuck Norris. You're like... You're a bit lazy or like everyone, sometimes you can't be fucked. You want a quick fix. You want a quick fix. You want a shortcut. Mm. Like that one where you stand on the vibrating board and it says you lose weight. I'm like... Dude, there was one that used to... I can't remember Do you remember what, that one? Yeah, dude, there was one that was even worse. It was called like a... And just try to find it, Dave. It was like a ab shock or something like belt oh when you <laughs> and it was yeah. like you put it around and if you yeah. let your gut out it'd give you a little vibration so you like suck your tummy in again and all it was was just a reminder to hold your gut in and have your abs flexed oh and it was like God. and the fat just melts away and you're like well yeah but that. even worse they were smaller than that that looks like someone's administering insulin that thing's huge how do these things get like green lit Supposedly, I heard this somewhere, so this could be complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> but knowing what we know about how seemingly attractive some of the cell is, mm. supposedly if you get a product that makes its way onto, into, onto the infomercial circuit, you know, like breakfast television, mm. yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah, they yeah. still do that on the breakfast show they do they do it's fucking atrocious like television. mid like mid morning television yeah like the, no but like yeah, i'm pretty sure even like your uh your carl stefanovicki shows no nah, after that one well certainly after they do i th i, I feel don't like th i don't think they run the infomercials in prime time i hope I they don't because that's like just taking the piss out of the consumer that's anyway. right but supposedly if you get a product that makes it onto the the highly lucrative infomercial circuit tom yeah. you're home and hosed do you remember that movie Joy with fucking Jennifer Lawrence um, and Bradley Cooper, I think? Yeah, and it's a true story about a female uh, US-like chick inventor, I believe. True story. And she invented... Um, she, in, she invented, like, a different type of mop head. So she was very, like, the poor mum. I think she had, like, fucking, you know, like a weird family dynamic and she was a young mother, I believe. 
And she came up with this, like a mop head, I think, where you could maybe take it off and wash it. I think that might it have was been. A, so it says it was an innovative self-ringing type of mop. So it might have been one where you can squeeze it out and then you can take it off and you can wash it. Well, self-ringing implies that it didn't need to be wrong. Well, I think self-ringing is in, um, so you know how the old mop buckets, you'd have to step on the thing and you drag the mop through it. This, I think, was the one where you can like slide down a cuff and it sort of squeezes it out into the bucket. Yes, I'm with you. Something like that. Anyway, mop chat. She And then the whole movie is about her trying to get it like onto the infomercial thing and then once she actually does, and it, you, like, it goes fucking psycho. Um, so that stands to... Stands to uh, well, if it, is, if it was in a movie, it must be true. Well, it was based on a true story. Thank you. Well, there you go. So it is true. That's why I was... So I was right. You were right. And you were right too. And we we're all... But right. I wonder though, like in today's day and age, because that was set back in the day when I feel like infomercials were maybe more of a thing. Like I know they still are a thing, but how many... Can you try to find some numbers, Dave? I don't know what yeah, the get, fuck get, be, get like, the state of the infomercial industry. Industry, where it's at, where's it placed, how's it doing? Because how much is it selling? What's the future look like? Do you remember the ShamWow? Yes. Or that, that guy, or that, that or that guy ladder, which was like fucking 30 ladders in one. Did you see the video, though, of that yeah, guy dude. showing the ladder and it collapsed under him? Oh, no, I didn't see that. The one where it can become like, it can go like this and then it can yeah. go all the way across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you get the video up, Dave? Oh, yeah, and it can become it, scaffolding. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Get, the, get the video up of the, the oh, it broke. ladder infomercial going wrong. It's fucking good. Um, I don't think you ever want to buy a cheap ladder. Bro, If you're going to skimp a on anything, if you're going to skimp on anything, don't skimp. Don't skimp on a ladder. On a ladder. No, nah, absolutely Because your life is in its hands yes and you need it to be strong true Tip sturdy, top. dependable i mean yeah like i don't think i ever really want to go infomercial with my ladders where it's like oh this does a crazy new thing where yeah here we go oh this is old yeah yeah have you seen it no okay well Do just want sound or not well just i mean how easy is it to get through headphones just play it just play just it it's play a it very easy but situation to operate you just push the buttons in right here on, on the two sides the two little buttons and all you do is push them in and that will release it and what right here push the button in that releases it and then after you let go it locks firmly in place so really you're all set and this is tough it is this, listen give you an example say you have a you know you have to get up on the wall high ceiling vault right. ceiling. hey listen just walk right up and i tell you it's very safe it's durable and Girl, it's lightweight you're scaring me so really <laughs> see, now it's locked now in it's place. locked okay <laughs> Oh, it's very safe. Okay, pull the ad. The perils of live TV. I know, but it's also like if he's if he is Flexo Ladder, that guy. He's just completely fucked his whole company in one go. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, like, he's, if he's Flexo Ladder. Yes. If he's Flexo Ladder and he's, this is his big break on the infomercial circuit and he's trying to break through and it's like that, he does that. Often go, it's not though. It's, you're like the, so that was the thing in this movie with Jennifer Lawrence is she had someone else who didn't know, who was just like one of the TV salespeople trying to sell her mop and she was on the sidelines going, you are not selling this fucking thing well enough. Let me sell it. Let me sell it. And eventually when she's allowed on there, yeah, it pumps. that's when it starts to pump because okay. she knows exactly how to work. But she knows a, a product. But she's a mother from home who like, you know. Like does Flexo Ladder, if assuming that isn't him and assuming that guy has set it up wrong, 
Have they got room to sue? Probably not, but it would be... Or do you sign your life away when you go on the infomercial yeah, circuit? Yeah, you go, fuck it. It either works or it doesn't. But yeah. that guy, you'd, you'd hope they get another crack at it with a different salesman on the infomercial circuit. Well, they've walked their Flexo ladder out. It's now got new iterations. It's still with us. Yes. In a certain Is it capacity. still the Flexo ladder, though? No, it's not. Yeah, they might no, have changed the I think, I, Well, I think they After needed to. After this fucking I think infomercial. They Who was the father of the infomercial? There must be someone who goes, you know what? We're going to do it this way. Do you not find, and this is, you know, like daytime television, of which I'm not a consumer, but I have been a uni student before and I've sat through many an Ellen show. And You've also it. had days off school. I've back had days of day. school back in the day. They just, I know it's not prime time, but there is like so little consideration of people that are watching TV at home. Like it is some of the most obscure daytime movies from like 400 years ago and then when you've got shows like your morning shows and whatever to just in the middle of programming drop out for five like you already go to ads for four minutes every four and a half minutes every fucking 10 minutes and then you come back from an ad and you drop into a fucking salad chopper ad People love it. I don't reckon they do, though. Well, I think they do. That's why they play it. I think they play it because they need money. And so they go, fuck it. It's a fuck it play. Where they just go, oh, we'll just chuck in another ad here. Yeah, but if you watch that sort of television... Like, I know what you're saying. It's sort of part and parcel. Like, if you're going to watch this mindless mid-morning television, then this is a part of the setup. You know and what we're you're getting gonna, into. And we, you know what you're getting into. It, it, I think in the fullness of time, it'll die because people will stop watching television. Yeah. And, and no one in their right mind is going to Netflix and going to, I want to watch like some latest infomercial fucking special. No, I think, I, mean? it's, I think it's almost like the people who watch the mid-morning shows. It'll die will, with the boomer. They will die out as, as so will the concept. It'll die with the boomer. Yeah. You would think. You would think. But we may well be wrong. Infomercial was fucking fascinating. What was the other ones they had? Like the karate chopper or... Slap chop. Slap chop. Where you slap it in it. Yeah, yeah. We got one that's, I think, called... Is it a, or is it a sumo slicer? Sumo slice. Yeah. Sumo something. There was a slap chop sumo slicer. I think we've got like a grater, which actually is pretty fucking good, that my old man bought us off Infomercial. And... We already had one. Is he a bit enough. of a, a connoisseur of the infomercial? No, not at all. But he also doesn't, you know, he also stays up late and watches fucking weird TV. So I'm sure he can like happen across an infomercial or two. But it's by no means, he's never bought us something off an infomercial before, let me tell you. But for whatever reason, he rocked up with us. Maybe it was the sumo slicer. But you basically, uh, it's like a really, it's a great like grater. So instead of grating on those fucking things. Great for you. You basically have, much like a juicer, where you put like a carrot into a juicer, you have that, you push down your sort of, your vegetable, and then you crank a handle, and, and it grates. just... To the point where like, if you're making a spag bowl, which is one of my specialties, you could almost slice this shit so thin that like, it absorbs into the mince more than it like, you know, you do that to say, uh, um, onion, garlic, whatever. By the time the, the heat has got to it, it's just melted away. Melts in. Melts in, becomes part of it. Which, if you want my opinion, that you didn't ask for, I prefer to actually manually chop my shit because I like to have a bit more. 
in it. Bit more substance. Substance, a bit more nuts yep. to it. Yeah, I understand that. Anyway, I that's respect a side that. point. Uh, but shout out to the Sumo Slicer, shout out to Infomercials. Do you, um, want to know, do you want to know a bit about the history? Yeah, yeah. Do, well, just yeah. give us a quick one. Quick rundown, not um, too long. So the first kind of infomercials were essentially soap operas. So like um, companies used to be able to sponsor entire TV shows and produce them. That's how soap operas got their name because they were sponsored by soap companies. At the beginning, the first actual infomercial was a Vitamix blender. But basically what it says here, in like the 50s to the 80s, there was no limit on how many ads... Sorry. 50s to 60s, there was no limit on how many ads you could have on TV in the space of an hour. So they were just putting on like full shows, which were ads. Then they changed the laws and that's kind of when infomercials came in where you had to have shorter periods. And so the Vitamix Blender was the first one. There was a dude called Ron Popel who basically made them famous and started making them because he was actually a real good salesman. I think the ones before then were just people kind of explaining shit. And and where are we at? Where are the infomercial at? Right now, yeah, uh, it's hard to tell, but it, it's from what it says here, they're mostly confined to like, yeah, breakfast TV slots, early morning slots, or having their own channel on like free to air and in America on cable, which they do, which they definitely yeah. they've still got to me. If you if you just flick around on channels long enough on free to air, you find mm, yeah. one or two fucking. They're not used in prime time anymore and stuff. No, thank God. Tom, I watched. The, one of the most ridiculous shows I've ever seen the other night. Emily in Paris? No. <laughs> 1.30am, Channel 7. It was called The Proposal. I looked it up at last of one season. It was canned for shit ratings. Mm. Surprise, surprise. Mm, mm. The premise. A guy or girl is like The Bachelor. It's a reality show? It's a reality show. It's like, it's like Married at First Sight on steroids. So... They're sitting behind this like screen, sort of like this sort of like, they're in the darkness and something's sort of shielding them so that the, the other contestants can't see them. Mm, so it's like a silhouette. Like a sil- sort of thing. Then they come out, so there's one of them and then there's eight girls or guys, depending on who the bachelor or bachelorette is. And they come out and then they answer questions about themselves. Mm. And that sort of like runs through it yeah there's also like a bikini section so like the girls had to come out in their bikinis and shit the guys and then what to come out, and come out and yeah, yeah. you can't see their faces but or the they can see the contestants but they can't see who they're trying to potentially end up with so the person who is like so if it's a guy and all these girls yeah the guy can see the girls and the girls can't see the guy the girls can't see the guy gotcha. yeah and it was just getting more and more ridiculous like Asking questions like, how often do you think a married couple should have sex a, a week and shit like that? Like, really rogue stuff, yeah. all their bikinis and stuff. Really fucking weird. Then at the end, right, when the guy makes his selection, he ends up proposing. Oh, they get married? They, he proposes they after one hour. One hour, 60 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? There was tears, like... This lady brought her fucking daughters and shit onto the stage, and the guys like group hug, and they're like oh, all huggy and shit. I'm like, what the fuck dude. is going on? That was always shows like that, shows like math. I'm like, this has to be bullshit. Well, they're all bullshit, but like they have to be actors, right? No, you can't be crying on a TV show after an hour because you got engaged. Well, but you can be if you're a freak, and who goes on that sort of a show? Someone who's not a freak? But sh- sure, does that surprise you? It surprises the fuck out of me that people are that fucking desperate. 
No, doesn't. One and hour. They're a. They're not. They're desperate for a many a thing. I think there's like a lot maths, wrapped up. I get it. Like there's like a, at least there's like a month or two there. One hour. It's probably about more than just if you get picked. Maybe it's more than like just getting picked. Maybe it's like oh, this is my life. Finally turning <laughs> around. I've had a tough trot at it. Fuck. Am I going to get famous now? Like are we going to have the like. I don't know what the. I mean, again, I only went for one season. I don't know the inner workings, but like. There are fucking weirdos in the world. One of the things that I always found and like I could understand how it was even more galling for like when like when gay marriage wasn't legal and these sorts of shows that just were absolutely defiling the sanctity of marriage, whatever the fuck that means, like divorce rates were already through the roof anyway, but like when you were just having shows where you could get married in an hour and a half and then it was like, <laughs> but you couldn't, but gay people weren't allowed to marry because like for some people thought it was going to ruin the sanctity. It was like, well, where were you on the proposal season one? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's fucking insane. Probably tuning in. Probably loving yeah, it. Exactly going, this is some fucking TV. But those shows are just so ridiculous. Isn't it was almost like the writers go, let's make something so absurd yes. that it may well be entertaining. It may catch on. The idea of maths was the same. When maths came out, now we're all like, maths, well, maths season seven's about to start. People are frothing. When it first came around, it was like, married at first sight being the title. Yes. I mean, it's as ridiculous as that show, Eddie. They're married the first second they meet. Yes. And some of them cry at the wedding. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, they do. They You're do, dead, yeah. yeah. Right. That's like, at least these fuckers have an hour to like walk around in bikinis well, and shit. Well, he actually has a choice. That's, yeah. He can pick a few. This is you slammed into someone and go, all right, get married. Yeah, and these like faux psychologists. Exactly. Must be the laughing stock of the profession. Of the are like, we're going to put you together. It's like bullshit. You're not trying to get them together. And I think this season... Again, what I read. You read things. You things come across your desk. Mm. Certainly after the train wreck of last season, I think this season they're like, we actually probably need to try and... Wait, what was the train wreck from last season? Well, like... I didn't... It, it's always a train wreck, isn't it? Like, but I think there it? was a lot of fucking animosity. Like, it was sort of... It was, it was not about love at all. It was about just fucking cat fights and people oh, screaming right. at each so other. So they're going, shit. we need to get this thing back to love. To love. Because yeah. people like like a little bit of love. No, we, I don't mind love, Eddie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Bachelorette and shit and the Bachelor hang their hats on success stories. Yes, of which there aren't many. But that's what they hang their hat on, yes. right? So in, in maths, it's all about people throwing red wine at each other and screaming. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Then it gets a little bit like, okay, well, we've gone away from love. The married thing, which yeah. you're trying to sell us on. We know it's bullshit, but part of us wants to believe it's true. There's a couple of success stories that have been there. Uh, you know, obviously not many, if any. I, The only one I can think of, and there may be others, but I don't... I, we I, don't follow I don't, it I don't follow it closely enough. I've only watched one series of maths, and that was the one Mikey, Mikey was, was on. on. Was Maddie J and someone... Matty J, was he a bachelor? Was he a bachelorette? No, he's not a bachelorette. He was on the no, bachelorette. No, yeah, he's on the maybe? bachelor. He's a bachelor. Well, whatever. He's on like either the one or the one. Like he's either the bachelor or the bachelorette. But yes, yeah, season five of The Bachelor. He's in radio. I know who that you're talking about with with the chick. Yes, whose name escapes. Who does yes. a podcast? Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's also an attractive individual. Just He's very attractive, He's, yeah. They all are, though, I guess. Good for him. Dude. But are there any other success stories? Don't know. 
The what? The maths one. one. There's one on maths, which is like a redhead chick and a dude who played cricket, and they like have a kid now. Yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I loved it when Honey Badger just went nah, and this was because it was everywhere. Just goes nah, and just didn't pick anyone. No. But I think that the badge... I'm like, I respect that badge. So do I. I think that there's a conspiracy around the badge's involvement that badge... Uh, and fucking no, uh, like, knock on him for doing so, if it is true, but it was like, I'm doing this for coin more than I'm doing it for anything else. I'm doing this for brand badge. Not even brand badge, because I think his brand maybe took a bit of a knock, but it was like, <laughs> I don't play footy anymore and I need money. I think he's got some, like... Wallaces in the family and shit. Yes. And so it's just things where he's going like, you know what? Am I stoked that I'm going to do The Bachelor? Not really, but I'm just going to Am I breaking a few hearts on the way through? Sure. That's also not what's not talked about. It's like on The Bachelorette and shit. It's like, oh, it's all about love and it's nice. I'm like, some chick... Like, what about the chick who comes second? She's just as wrapped up in this whole thing as the chick that wins. I know. She's so pumped. And then he's like, nah, nah on fucking national television. One of the great nah bras all time. No, no, it's the great nah bra. Because a week before on the well, show, it's like, I'm meeting your family and I yeah. fucking love you. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but I'm not, I can't be. And, but also they're hooking up and they're uh, yeah. tonguing and shit. And he's yeah. probably, probably fingering each other in a bloody, yeah, 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 yeah. In, a, in a jacuzzi probably somewhere. Probably handy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They may not have fucked, but they're. they're they, they definitely fucked. But they're I'm going sorry. to bases, Tom. We know that. I think you fucked if you're about to pull the trigger on a bloody... Well, you want to see what the roots like. Is that what well, of course you do. Whether it's man, woman or whatever. Like, you've got to take your potential uh, life partner for a spin. Yes. And that's going for both. Like, well, there's it's no, a test drive. You both want to test drive one another. Well, like, 100%. It's a, it's a mutually beneficial test drive. Test drive. But then to get Narbrad at the end where he's like... On yeah. TV, sorry, the other one won. Not yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're devastated afterwards. Can I tell you, I had a similar Nabra from a bachelor. <coughs> so there was one year, and I think it was the one with uh, Sam Frost Radio chick, Home and Away. Was she on The Bachelor? She was on The Bachelor. And then she, she the was, Bachelorette? Yes, and then she was... I think she did both. Yep. Not the point. What so, about the chick they changed her name to Love? Like her name was like... Jess fucking whatever. And really? They, and they change her last, last name to love. Well, see, that's to be the a, bachelorette. That's because we really want to try and squeeze as much love into this thing as possible. I mean, I didn't know that, but that doesn't surprise me that they changed someone's name. I... The, well, the guy who won on Sam Frost season, I think was, uh, I think that it was that one. He's called Sasha. He was my school captain in Barrel. When I went to school down there in Oxley before he moved, called Oxley before I moved up to Sydney. He was the head boy. And he was like uh, in my, what are they called? Like a tutor group? You know, like the thing that you sort yeah. of go to before school. Like and college like or whatever. People from every year in there and you sort of. Homeroom. Homeroom, yeah. tutor group thing. And he was in there and he was like a fucking good dude, knew him mm. very well. And sometimes he'd, I'd live pretty close to school, so I'd walk. And then sometimes he'd see me and go, oh, hey, come on, get in. And like, he'd pick me up and we'd fuck, he'd drive me down uh, to school. Anyway, he was like someone you looked up to, like, oh, shit, played footy and shit. I left the school, I never see the cunt again. Then I see him on The Bachelor. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. Was he The Bachelor? He wasn't. He was a contestant and he won it. Yes. And anyway, I think it might, I might have even been with you, dude, when we we're in a, I think we were in fucking uh, Cubby's Kitchen or some shit. We we're in Chock's restaurant, I think. 
But I saw him there. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's Sasha. Like, I'll go say good day. I haven't seen him for years. And I went, I go, hey, bro, uh, look, it's, you may not even fucking remember me, but blah, 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 fill him in. But I was like, surely you remember me. It was your final year of school. Like, I think he knew my old man a bit as well. So, like, you, yeah. you just sort of think, like, whatever. So I go to say good day to him. And he just blanks me so hard. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, like, nice to meet you. And I think he thought that I was, like, a fan of him from, like, The Bachelor or some shit. And I was just like, oh, fuck. This oh, is, my God. This has gone so badly. Like, again, well, like I was... bold from you to fucking pick up an old, I... an old acquaintance. <laughs> That's not in my repertoire. I walked fuck that. Dude, I walked away going, why'd you do that? <laughs> In what, like, why, why did you need to go say good day to that guy from fucking 12 years ago? Like, what are we even And the talking? rest. It's like, like, you're right. 20 years ago. 20, 20 years ago. Yeah, I was basically, I was like fucking 30. I was shocked at myself. <laughs> did and you then, do it because he was on The Bachelor? No, I honestly Be did honest. it. I, I tell you what I don't care about. <laughs> the Bachelor. I... I, he was genuinely like someone I got Photo on with. Up. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, let me get a quick pick. He was he was like someone who got on with very well. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It's one of those things where I, I genuinely walked away going like, you like, why would you even, what what the fuck were you going to get out of that? Oh yeah, hey man, how you doing? Later. Like, and it was just a, one of the great Narbras all the time. Oh, oh yeah, hey man. Oh yeah, yeah, cool bro. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, did you get a handshake in at least? It was a reluctant one. I put it out like, hey, man, how you doing? Good to see you. Again, like he was sitting at a table. I was kind of just walking past, but I thought I'd do it. And then he sort of looked up, awkward. In his, You can tell in the eyes, this guy doesn't want a bar of me slash doesn't know who I am. Like doesn't remember me from school at all. What so, sort of explanation did you give? How, like, how much not, context nah, did bro, you... Nah, bro, we had... It, I, <coughs> as soon as I read did the Did you room, pad this thing? No, the... bro. As soon as you can see the writing on the wall, I was out of there. Anyway, man, just wanted to say good day. Good, uh, take it easy. Just walked off. And then I fucking feel like it was with you, but maybe it wasn't. But I basically just sat down and went like... Well, I'm, uh, I feel like I'd remember that. Yeah, I think you might have. Or you would. Or maybe I just didn't tell you because I was you so You might have ashamed. told me, mate. You might have buried that one deep within. Yeah. Yeah. On Narbras, great opportunity for me to segue. Mm. I saw one of the most brutal Narbras I've ever seen <laughs> at the tennis. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was a biggie. Set the scene, punters and dribblers. Court three, which is like, it's towards the back courts, but it's still like a bit of a stadium, mm. a small one, mm -hmm. like quite small, more like stands, mm. but it's fully encircled. Cock and Arcus was playing there. Great fucking, ad, uh, great. Did you watch the cock play? Yeah. Oh, nice. So we got in there by the fucking skin of our sacks. Like there was no seats anywhere. We sat, but we had a good position sitting on the stairs. And as it was throughout the match, people left. We got seats. It's by the by. This place was fucking heaving. Like the just the the fanatics were at one end. That all these Greek supporters were in there as well. Fanatics are the Blatchies, Blues, dribblers of tennis. Of tennis, yes. you know them. There's usually the guy that wears the uh, sailing hat, who I think may have retired. Was he head fanatic? No, he start I, him? from what I was seeing, a mate of mine, Pat Giddos, is now the head fanatic. He was like sitting in the middle leading all the songs and shit. I'm like, I didn't know you did that. Wow, that's such and a... And here you are like leading this shit. And all the boys, like Ollie and shit were like, bruh, he fucking loves this shit. Didn't you know that? I'm like, no, I didn't. 
He what is is he a tennis fan or he likes to cheer for the nation? I I can't work out because that's a, like an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Are you just obsessed with Australia well, or look, are you do you love tennis? The, the the fanatics seem to be fairly and squarely rooted in tennis yes. support. So I think there needs to be an affinity, a love for the for game, the game of, tennis. of tennis above being like a supporter of the you nation. You also though need to have a love of cheering. Them. Well, you've got to have a love of the war cry, yeah, Tom. Yeah, the war cry, yes. Like, he, he started I Am You Are We Are Australia and From All the Lands on Earth We Come. While we're in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of shit. Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> such a commitment of such a day. Such a commitment. Like, do you, just want, do you want to go to the tennis? Yeah, I'd love to go watch. Okay, sweet. Then you get there and you don't realise that you're dating a, the fucking head of the fanatics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a cheer squad well, I biker think, I gang. Think, I think the Fleuré Green singlet may be a giveaway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With a shucker hand on it. That's by the by. <laughs> the Greek supporters, though, like, and no offence to the fanatics. Fanatics were great. Fanatics are good. Mm. But the Greek boys... Yeah, they're more my flavour. Well, because I think they've also come from a long line of European sort of cheer, which yeah. is intense, which is flares, which is fucking, you know. Oh, it's passion, baby. Yeah. And it's so infectious. Mm. And, and, and so the crowd's fucking loving it. People are getting pumped up. People are yelling, yipping, yahooing. One guy goes, okay, it's my turn. It's my turn to, to mm. add. Huh. So he gets from up. fanatics? From the crowd. He was three, three rows in front of us. Oh. See this guy pop up, oh. looking, to, looking to put an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie onto the crowd. Gets up there, and I don't know if he wasn't au fait with how it's sung or if nerves got the better of him or if he was going, I'm going to do something a little different. <laughs> put my but he gets up there and he goes, Aussie, 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 like this really weird tempo. Oh. And everyone, let's say there's like 3,000 people in the crowd. Yeah. Collectively as one Listen to it <laughs> Crickets <laughs> Did he have another go? No he sat back down <laughs> Oh god <laughs> Oh no And then gets a pat on the back From like oh. We assume it was mum Oh, oh. <laughs> That's so bad. How old was this guy? I don't know. He would have been early 20s. It was fucking brutal. And it, there's just something, there's something so brilliant about crowd support where it's like, it's no one's agreeing, no one's talking it through. Sort of conversation you're having with people, are we going to support this guy's <laughs> no, no, abomination no, no. of an yeah, Aussie yeah, classic? Yeah, yeah. Or not. It's just... There is uniform agreement. It's kind of like a meritocracy where it's like you are you either win us over or you, you don't, don't, and we're all like. But it's but what I'm saying it's crazy how aligned everyone is. Yes, generally. because you can pick up on a vibe of a random like what works and what doesn't sometimes is vibe. Because he's going to pick his moment when it was relatively quiet. The Greek boys had shut up. The fanatics had shut up. Like this was his moment. Yes. But there was also it was fever pitch. Yes. So he's like, I'm going to trade off this energy and try and get something going. But then he's gone. I am also. That seems like a. That seems like a choice as well to do a different tempo on the. Do Aussie, you think Aussie. so? I sort of thought he got up there and shit it. Well, if like okay. there's a lot of pressure on. If you can't even get the tempo right, and if you fuck up an Aussie, 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 it's quick. It was too slow. It's Aussie, 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 Aussie. But that's what I mean. Like if you're if you're fucking up that tempo, then cheering ain't for it you. It was like Aussie, Aussie. It was like that. It was like ooh. Nah, 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 nah. If you fuck that tempo up by accident then you are not in, like, the cheering game is not for you. But if you went and tried to put your own spin on it, I mean, the cheering game's still not for you, but 
you are leaving it. You're, you're certainly leaving it in the hands of the crowd to go like the vibe check on this is that that was weird and lame and I'm not getting behind him. Then like literally three minutes later, someone else gets up there and, you know, gives it a bit of gusto, yeah. does it correctly and he gets all the love back. And you that know, would this be, was Mexican wave territory. That but, sort of shit but was that, going on. But that's the nail in the coffin probably for that guy's Oh, well, mate, we, the, the joke amongst us was that he, he left there and there. Yeah, but that's the last like year. Like it's time to did. go. And I think, to be honest, if you get up and you fail at an Aussie, 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 I think it is time to leave. No, yeah, definitely. I think you need to give your seat up to someone else, yeah. someone more, uh, you know, worthy. But have your cards marked never to cheer again. Never cheer again. Or lead, lead you never lead a cheer again. Well, never lead a cheer again. You can you can take part in one. Yes. I'll allow you to take part in a Mexican way, mm-hmm. but that's where I draw the line. Yeah, you can't I like be... to think he left in shame, left the ground in shame and did the right thing. I also think, Eddie, that when starting a cheer, like you think about the Greek guys that were all there, community, the fanatics, a community, you're trying to one out, start a cheer. Like anyone in their right mind knows if you're trying to start a Mexican wave, you're starting to fucking war cry, whatever. You need to have people already bought into your fucking, to your belief system, to to, to your core values as a fanatic, as a cheerer of sport, so that when you get up there, you've got people backing you. 100%. You can trade off the energy in the room, though. But by yourself, having no support. But if it's, if it's been done, if it's been done. And who you, goes to sport? And you've had enough liqueur. I think you can get up there and if you rip it, you'll get support. But you already surely are there with people who will support you if you go after it. This guy's mum didn't even go <laughs> No, for No one did. No one. Not a soul. Like this guy, it seems like his mum had no idea it was coming. So you think, you see, he, he just passion took over. He just passion took over and he tried to one out this thing and you cannot one out in the cheering game. No. Or if you can, you've got to... If you can successfully one out in the cheering game, you might be the next Hitler or like fucking, you know, someone who can like manipulate masses. It can be done. It's just... But he just didn't do it. No. He stunk. He stunk the fuck out of it. But it was so funny. I was pretty... You know, I'd had a couple of ciders at this point, some champagne... So I was, I was in a good mood, and this sent me, this sent me sideways. I was in tears. Did no one react, and then people start laughing? Oh fuck, we did. We were like <laughs> losing it. I'm like, oh my god, oh. that was the most brutal thing I've ever seen. And we were so close. I could see him. I, I wish I was, I wish I was facing his face. Yeah, just yeah. to read him. Right, just to see it all. To see it all. Just to see that the color drain. Yeah. Fuck, that's tough. Started watching Drive to Survive. Finally. I think it was probably a bit of the, uh, like, you know, like the yin and the yang where it's like, you need to binge on fucking two seasons of Emily in Paris in less than 24 hours. I needed to counterbalance that. Like, I needed to sort of try and get back to some sort of equilibrium. And Drive to Survive is fucking hectic. Sorry I'm late to the party. I don't think I've been recommended a show more. And I just almost, it became... I saw a funny meme where it was like uh, shows that I've been recommended and then like show I've just fucking seen pop up on the screen. Yeah. It's like you've been recommended some show for years and then I just see Emily in Paris and I'm like, fuck it, I'll watch that. That's the way it works. Like I still haven't, I've only watched a couple of episodes of Drive to Survive. Yeah. I haven't finished the first season, but you're like, oh shit. Okay. I can see, I see what everyone's talking about here. Like for us, in terms of narrative and yarn, dude, Formula One has 
it. Like, they've got so much fucking narrative and yarn. I was like, damn, this is crazy. Like, you know, I only pay attention to sort of periphery shit, who's winning, Ricardo, mm. where's he at? But, like, within every team there's fucking yarn because obviously you're up against – you're in the same team. You're up against the co-driver, the team owners – where they're getting their cars made. So, like, in the first season, and again, I know I'm recapping old <laughs> shit from 2018, but, like, <laughs> when Red Bull basically go and just go, oh, yeah, look, we're not using Renault engines anymore, and the Renault team are so cut, you're like, oh, my God, dude. That is, like, one of the great... That's a Nabra and a it's half. It's a Nabra. It's a big contract to lose. It's a huge contract to lose. And then they're sitting there in the press conference and, like, they're r still kind of rude to each other as well. Like, it's... There's so much fucking, uh, like... Um, there's so much uh, conflict, but, like, public bravado and people talking shit to each other and, like... I can see myself getting more into it. If I, I've just got to pound through. I don't, how many seasons are there of Drive to Survive now? Tell me I don't three? have to work. Okay, three Four? I can get through. I, I, I was on some uh, vegan cookies when I did first watch it and I did find, like, just before I called it for the night, I was like, I am now feeling like it is still just a lot of cars driving around. You know what I mean? It's almost like I need you to, I need you to keep the narrative fucking good. The can you? This is what I do want to know, because then I started messaging my sister who's obsessed with Formula, and she's like, "Oh, thank God, I can fucking finally talk to you about this shit." My brother's fucking obsessed yeah. with it. He well, you know, I mean, maybe it'll it'll bring us all closer together. But Team India, or I don't know, I think I don't know what they're Force called. Force India. Force India. Are they still a thing? No. I don't so think they so. did fold. I think so. Fuck. I was wanting to spoiler alert. Yeah, well, from the well, yeah. Is it a spoiler? No, alert? not really. <laughs> it's not an. It's not a fiction show. Like you can just fuck it. You either know or you don't. Did South Africa actually win the World Cup? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, twenty eighteen was their last season. Okay, so they do. Yeah, because their their owner is like just a fucking wild bit of gear. Mm. But I was trying to work out who I'm going to go for. Obviously, you go for Ricardo, right? Like that has to be number. Well, you one, have to, right? You have an obligation to, Tom. But I also don't like Renault. Yeah, but it's... it's No, I'm saying I'm going for him yes. in spite of the car he's driving. Well, what's happening this year, and for those that follow F1, they'll be like, shut the fuck up, Ed, we go to bed. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. I probably won't get this Well, right. we're going to get some... Like, all the time, people start fucking writing comments going, we don't know what we're talking oh, about. I hate when you talk about it. It's like, well, you're going to hate when we talk about anything because <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about, so get over it. But, Eddie, tell me exactly what's happening in Formula 1 this year. So they are changing... So this was as far as i'm can as far as i know lewis hamilton's dominance and supposedly the purists think he was robbed in the last race mm. so he should have won that one anyway his dominance in the hybrid era right like so mercedes dominated the hybrid era so there was a hybrid era where what it's not all petrol a lot of its engine like a lot of its battery powered right okay so it's about storing energy that's created. Has that always been? And shit. No, no, no. They always, there's like new iterations of the car constantly. Right. But then there's like a new, there's a new era we're walking into now. I don't know what this new era looks like, what's involved, what happens, what the fucking changes are. I know that there's a cap on spending. So that the big boys can't just go and fucking spend their way to glory. Yeah, right. Basically. I don't know what the cap looks like, how it's going to work, but... We are walking into a new iteration of the cars. So this season coming up should be very interesting. 
the season that's just gone where Verstappen won it in the last race, Controversy City. Yes. That hasn't been turned into the show yet, has it? No. That will be next season. The, you know what's incredible about the show as well is the access. Like, again, I'm only in the first season, but you have access to Ricardo and some other cunts that don't, Charles Leclerc and shit. Yeah, yeah. Even Verstappen, mm. who has now gone on to become Verstappen. But, like, the access that you're getting, the things you're hearing them talk about, the candidness, Alonso fucking crashing in testing, and they're like, that shouldn't happen. And they're all... Like they're having a crack at him though. I think where it's like he's pushing it too hard, and he's like because he's a two-time world champ. It's like how do you, how do you tell a fucking throbber what to do? But he's like getting to a point where it's like we're gonna need to tell this guy he's crashing in testing. Yeah, whatever. Sorry, I know my F one. Um, but the access just after he's crashed, and he's like, do we need to be filming this? And it's like, yep. Sorry, bro. This is drive to survive. And then you've got like fucking NRL clubs wigging out about filming in Origin. I wonder if there should be a drive to survive esque NRL show. Every single club is in the same position where every single club is getting filmed. Stiff shit. You're all dealing with it. Yeah, shut the fuck up. It's shut happening. the fuck up. It's happening. Like, and then at the end you would have some, and and but you would you could do the episode thing about like you're telling, you know, we're we're looking at the Tigers right now and. Uh, they're under the pump. They're struggling. This is the storylines for them. Oh, we're over at the Seagulls. This is where we got competitions for spots here on the wing. Oh, we've just got fucking, you know, there's contract talk about Moses Suley, but he's playing really well when he's on the field. But Brad Parker's the one they want to go. Like, you could have all of these. It's all marketing. And that's what a lot of these people forget. It's like, create a narrative, make it interesting. The people will come. Is Bernie Eccleston still involved in F1? One of the oldest humans to ever father is, a child. I wouldn't surprise me if this drive to survive thing was fucking his, his idea. It was his, like, Formula One wasn't anything until Bernie came along and aligned it with, like, prestige. Really? Yeah, he's like a marketing guru, Bernie. Also, can you check how old he was when he had a kid? I swear he was in his 90s, or maybe it was 70. He's old as fuck. Yeah, he's as old as he gets. But, like, to have a kid at 70 is one of the great... Big day calls of all time. Well, it's a big day call, but from a big day guy. From a big day guy, uh, not what we're talking about though. But the, but I, I agree but, with. You. But this drive to survive though, like we don't get in NRL. We get no access. No drive to survive will have done untold. Like you think about the amount of uh, chatter that's come from drive to survive. We're like obviously Formula One was already big, but to get like periphery fans or people who didn't give a fuck at all, like Streety, who's now obsessed with Formula My One, brother. Was he good? Did he get into it from Drive to Survive? Yeah. Right. Like, you're bringing in these people from making a really good fucking product. And then you've got this, like, auto fellatioing fucking, no disrespect, but like Tales of Tiger Town, which is like not really much. When you compare it, right? When you compare what Tales of Tiger Town was to a Drive to Survive, you're like, this isn't real. This isn't really like. This isn't warts and all. This isn't like real insight. No. Players aren't really interviewed. Like, no. you're not, you know, like, why can't... There is so much fucking pressure on the drivers in Formula One. I would say fuck loads more pressure than you are as an NRL player. Although why it's all relative. But like, and they're prepared to speak and have like... And they've got media engagements out the asshole. Like, mm. have fucking... Like, it would be... Well, it just seems to be part and parcel. Of the Formula One sort of thing, you mean? Like, yes. Yes. Like, it's sort of reared with that expectation. The same in the NBA. Like, they get interviewed to within a fucking inch of their lives. Yes. And they seem to just be more comfortable with it. 
in Australia, they're shielded from it so much. That it makes it seem like it's worse than it and is. And they grow though. up in that environment and the coaches are like so suspicious of the media. Maybe it's got something to do with our media down here and how. I think media is pretty similar everywhere. In do you terms reckon? Of, but yeah, like, I mean, I don't think that, I don't think that Australian media is particularly fucking malicious compared to anywhere else. I, but I also understand why a coach would be like, uh, no thanks, media who just like spin yarn, you know. But that's not what I'm. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a fucking documentary. Obviously, you will be able to spin, present, you know, present a narrative however you want to in an edit from a documentary standpoint. Well, like the thing about the Last Dance with the Bulls, they had fucking access. Like they had cameras in there filming that shit in what ninety ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, and, and with the greatest team and greatest player of all time, like, and Michael Jordan, who could comfortably tell you to fuck off whenever you want. But it was like, no, nah, all right, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. Where it's like you need to accept the. Also, like, firstly, you need to be able, as like an athlete. I think you need to be able to like, not necessarily thrive in that situation, but you need to be comfortable in that situation because it's part of the fucking reason that you're able to get paid what you're getting paid. But it's also like, think about someone like Daniel Ricciardo, who isn't a world champion, but he has got more personality than any motherfucker in the racing in the in the Formula One, mm. and. He's in front of the camera in that 2018 season. He's talking it up. He's saying like, you know, he's being funny. He's talking about, he's being, he's being like honest about, you know, what he believes in himself and like what he thinks he can do and all this shit. And how like, you know, there was one point where he, he, he won Monte Carlo and yeah. he was like, and it was coming to the end of his time with Red Bull. And it's like, yeah, this is going to be really good for me fucking like with my next contract because I've just won the fucking thing and Verstappen shit the bed in qualifying or whatever. Like he, he was very open about His it. His Renault like, contract was fucking massive. It was like 50 was like, million or something, wasn't it? I think he got 30 million a year or something. Right. Insanity. But. Probably euros. So yes. it's probably higher. And so it's, you don't necessarily need to be talking about money, but it's like, it'd be great to hear some, like a player talk like honestly about, yeah, you know, like I am coming to the end of my contract and I just had a fucking three try game you know whatever and it's like that sort of insight that like you can it'll only help you as an individual brand as well as the generalship but like if you want to get your own sort of endorsements or you're trying to sort of sell yourself as well ultimately being open to media is the thing that will help you get there well but like even from an nrl perspective right there are so many fence sitters like periphery fans that will follow it, like, will come to games if their team's doing well or if there's some narrative to a mm. fucking match or something like that, then you'll get them in there. All access shit like that can only help bring them in. Yes. Your hardcore guys aren't ever going to go They're away. They're not going anywhere. They love that shit. They live for it, documentary or not. Yes. But the fence sitters, the people that are sort of, like, in the background, who are the masses, mm. essentially, they're the fuckers you want to be getting brought in but that's the thing right that you're telling the story that's outside of just the week to week fucking who's winning who's like you know oh yeah we won we lost you can see you know what's on the news what's in the podcast that everyone's talking about like the week to week shit is one thing but like the behind the scenes which tales of tiger town tried to do but it was too from the tiger's perspective i think and it probably wasn't that there, there probably wasn't enough for just one club i'd like to see because you could also make the argument, are NRL players paid enough? Because most of them aren't paid that much. They're, I mean, without knowing the finances of the game, it, I don't know that they're underpaid. 
But I don't but know. But I mean from like, you know, all those Maybe. blokes on the grid are on fucking millions. And so it's sort of like this is part of it. If you're on 200 grand. But what's going what's gonna to help that price increase? More awareness, more eyeballs, more fucking – like what's going to help – but do you see the tangible? But, but do you see the tangible benefits of it if you that if you paid that low? I'm just sort of no, I'm here playing like, the other I'm, side I'm, of the I'm, card. Well, listen, I would like to see them start it with Origin. Yes, absolutely. But what I'm trying to what what? But like back to what you were saying there, where it's like if you paid fuck all, let's say you're what is it? I think maybe it's like 150 grand for like. I think that's minimum. Yeah. Yeah, minimum wage. Obviously, isn't if that if that's going to go up. Obviously, it's not like, oh, we need a documentary on us. That's the only way it's going to go up. But like general interest in the game, if you can create a documentary that, look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that a, a Drive to Survive rugby league documentary is going to shatter international fucking records or that it will even <laughs> blow up in other countries necessarily. But a good documentary is a good documentary. And if you're a sports fan, like you can watch a good documentary on a sport you don't give a fuck about if it's a good documentary, a la Formula One, where I, did, I couldn't give a shit. Or the all or nothings like they did on the All Blacks and Man City. And yeah, exactly. That sort of stuff, right? So I don't know. Like it just seeing Drive to Survive and seeing how much access there was and seeing how well they told or they have to this to the episodes I've seen, the inner workings of a thing where it's like, I can be looking at the, the manly side but I don't know that these two players are competing for the same spot or that this guy's coming off contract and that he's under pressure or that, you know, this guy's fucking doesn't get on with the coach. Mm. Who knows? Whatever it is. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, you could certainly do one. Put it in – like you film it during the season, drop it at the end of the season. So you don't put it up while players are playing and, it, you know, affects No, 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 no. You do it at the end of the season. Do it at the end in of the, the season. Off season. Yeah. Like October, November, mm. fucking oath. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. That's good stuff. Mm. That's good gear. Because that's the thing as well with Tiger Town, dropping it during the season that while the players weird. are playing that was is like weird. a weird. Nah, that was weird. That is only going to put pressure on. That was weird. But that's and the same with Origin, right? But also, like, they didn't have enough time to edit it properly. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they left shit out. Like they left out their, sh their, their times they got pumped. It's yes. like, or they glass, glossed, glossed over, over them. Yeah. Like, I'm like, let's talk about the 60 nil walloping. By the storm. Like, do we not talk about that? Where they were like. Surely we talk about that. They were like over a point a minute for most of the game. <laughs> do we not want to mention that one? Because that was one that everyone else wanted to fucking see the reactions of. And that's this. And again, you like, you film every fucking club. Completely agree, Tom. Completely agree. Before we move on, I can give you some info on Bernie Ecclestone. Yes. Um, who got married for a third time in April 2012. Good on him. Uh, to 35-year-old Fabiana Flossie. How old was he then? Uh, he would have been, let me just do some maths, 81. It Holy said she was 46 years younger than him. Shit balls. And so that was 2012. He was 46 when she was born. Again, they're now both... Uh, consenting adults, but holy fuck. That's, that's pretty crazy. Game. I don't think that works for the seven and a half rule. He could be a fucking grandpa. <laughs> yes. Comfortably. Um, Great well, grandpa. He, I think at that point well, he already was, but then... Might be a stretch. Well, look, if you, get, if you have him young. <laughs> Eight years into their marriage, so April 2020, they announced that they were expecting a son, which was due a few weeks before his 90th birthday. Okay, there you go. So your dad's 90. That's just... That's just unfair. That is fucking outrageous. And he's how, is, how old is he now? 
Is he still involved in F1 or is he st- stood he'd back? He'd be, what, 90 he'd be 90, 91? Turning 92 this year, yeah. Is he still involved? Um, I don't think he is. Possibly not. Let's see. That's pretty fucking old. Yeah, yeah, he, was, yeah he was removed yeah. from his position in 2017. There it also go. seems like maybe Close. kind of like other 90-year-old people, he does have a bit of a penchant for saying absurd and offensive things. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, you're 90 Let's get old. him out of the limelight now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before you're saying, he says something rogue. You say outdated. You've got some outdated views. Jesus. Which, you know, I'm not... Go- I mean, depending, I haven't heard what his views are, so I might judge him on him, but there is an element with the old where you're like, listen, you're probably not going to change them, so you just need to wheel them out of the light. Yeah. Wheel them out of the spotlight. Just wheel them out. If there's some really egregious shit, sure, but if it's, you know, yeah, I'm not, it's not like an apologist or approval of uh, outdated views, but there is a reality to old dogs' new tricks. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, there's a saying for a reason. There is. Two of the sections on his Wikipedia include George Floyd comments and Hitler controversy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Wheel him out. Wheel him out. Wheel him out. Bernie, your time's done, bruh. Yeah. It's time to watch from home. Yeah, it's time to go and be a grandparent to your son. Well, a great, great grandparent to your son. Yeah, a great, great grandparent. A great. No, you definitely argue a great, great grandparent. Or a great grandparent, sorry. Definitely a great. Great greats. You never hear a great greats. Dude, if you're great, greats are usually great. Greats are rare. Mum had me at twenty. I had my first kid at fucking nineteen. Mum had me at twenty. Oh, I'm a or first grandma. Kid at 20. No, grandma had mum at nineteen. Twenty, twenty, twenty. What's that get you to? Sixty. Sixty. So if you went twenty, 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 20. then you can have a great, great at that would be eighty. Is that right? Twenty, mm-hmm. twenty, twenty, twenty. So great, great. No. Great, great, great grandma, daughter. Daughter has if a daughter's kid. Daughter's 20 and has a kid. Then mum's 40 or let's say 38. No, just go, for, just go 40. <laughs> okay, go 40. Say. Grandma's 60. Great grandma's 80. Great, great grandma's 100. 100. And the kid's just born. Yeah. So you never see great greats. No, it's a, that's a stretch. You could though if you started dropping that down to a, if you were going 18 is the legal age, isn't it? So if you, if you had a bunch of 18s in there. Then you're back to 90. For a great grade. For a great grade. So that's some great math. Yeah. Are you aware of the Australian test cricketer called Cam Baggy Green? I am. What's another one of the nicknames that you might have for Cam? Redwood. That's what I would have said, Eddie. Now, I don't know what this is. Is this an omen? Is it a fucking... Just a message from the gods is it serendipity. But if you were to do a little dioring into Cam Baggy Green or the Redwood, you find that he is happily in a relationship, which I'm happy for him. You then go into the profile of said girlfriend. What do you think her last name is? Is it Redwood? Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Redwood. I don't know her first name. I mean, I've, 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 there we go. There we go. Where are we here? Emily Redwood. Is it any wonder that someone with the last name Redwood would find themselves a Redwood for a partner? 
find themselves a Redwood to love, to settle down with. Well, hopefully. I think now that it's important they marry and, and you know, create children. I think so. I think it's a great union of Redwoods, Tom. Yes. Build a, great, a little forest. You build know? a little forest. Start with little saplings. Yeah, exactly. Sucklings. Saplings, I think. I saplings. Don't know. I don't, it looks like they've been together for a while. Mm. Well, uh, Is they, this high school sweetheart stuff? I was. It's funny. We were having this conversation. I was with my mate when we were at the cricket because we were like, is Cam Green dating anyone at the moment? If not, he would have the pick of any woman in Australia. Mm. But we did work out. They've been going out for a long time, definitely before... Like is that him there sort of in the middle? That's not him there. That's well, who's that? This looks like it's a high school formal or something. Mm. Well, we can fuck that bloke. Yeah, off. let's. I mean, this is so we're going back to like quite an underrated. Go to the person, first you know, photo of know. them. That one. There you go. It's nice. Is this Instagram debut? So about two weeks, uh, about two years ago, February 29, twenty nine, twenty twenty. There you go. Twenty year old. Fuck, he's tall. On the swan. She must be kind of tall, though, I think, to be... You know, she looks small next to him, but he's fucking 200 centimetres. I don't think she looks that tall. That's, no, but I'm he's saying... He's leaning over as well. Yes, but I'm saying next to a giant, you don't look tall. Next to a redwood... She's not even up to his... She's shoulder? got heels on there. That's she's not even up to his true. shoulder. Maybe. Either way, redwood... He's a redwood. She's a redwood. It's a union of redwoods. Of redwoods. And I just thought that that saplings was... Saplings on the way. Saplings on the way. Forests and... Um, shout out to redwoods. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that great, Eddie? Um, great show. Great show. For anyone... Well, for the dribblers who have been asking us about about even as well, we are going to kick that back off again just before footy season. So we've got some things in the pipe, things in the works. We won't get into it right now, but it just made more sense from uh, a show standpoint to go, all right, let's get, every, let's get our ducks in a row and then we hit the ground running. We'll pick it back up from where we left off, which was me dominating. Um, and we'll get into our rugby league work, which, fuck me, is not far away. Absolutely love it. Next week, we will meet again, Tom. We will meet again next week. And I can't wait for that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 